back with another um, adventure pamphlet made by John Dice over at the Basic Fantasy Forum. Um, last time I ran through this one, it was a great little game. And uh, he's written a new one, so I'm going to try running through it with my uh, loser characters here. And uh, pardon the, uh, the printout here, it, uh, my printer is a piece of garbage. So it says here, um, levels two, uh, two to four characters of level two. So, um, <laughs> my guys, for the first uh, adventure pamphlet, we're level one. I rolled them up fresh. And, uh, so I'll, I'll just uh, level these guys up to two quickly. So we'll do a D8 for the fighter Bill here. Oh, six. It's a huge help. He had two hit points. <laughs> He's really learning once he hit... Uh, Level two there. Um, we'll go a level uh, up for magic user Rick. He gets a single hit point. He's up to two. Well, he's doubled. It's worth something. Stone the dwarf thief. He gets three hit points. He gets six. Good for him. Second toughest guy. Um, oh, sorry, and a d6 for uh, Henry, the human cleric. Two more. Four hit points for him. Okay, now, uh, I assume there are no uh, adjustments for saving throws at level 2, I'm pretty certain of that. Just check the uh, attack bonuses here too. Uh, oh, there is an improvement, my mistake, level 2, everybody improves, okay, I'll just hit those up. There we go, and the cleric gets a first level spell now, which is nice. Um, I think we gotta go for the old Cure Light Wounds, so he'll memorize that for the day. And the wizard, the mage, um, well, let's give him another spell. I'll roll a random spell. D12, one. Charm Person, that's not a bad uh, random roll, so he can cast. Two spells a day now. Charm person or sleep. For the day, he will memorize one of each. Let's say that. Okay. Um, so, same as last time. I'm gonna run through this uh, sweet little pamphlet adventure um, without having read uh, through it yet. <clears throat> so this will this will be a first look and a, a first playthrough. This should be fun. So um, cog <laughs> cog pustules workshop, a solo GMless OSR mini adventure for two to four characters of level two, compatible with basic fantasy. Cool artwork here. He always does a good job selecting art. The city has been uh, shaken by a series of deaths among prominent members of the Wizard Guild. Each one died under the same strange circumstances, their bodies found lying partially dissolved in a puddle of glowing slime. Uh, the only clue is a delivery of a lead-lined barrel that was found empty in each wizard's tower. Divination spells cast on these barrels allowed the wizard guild to track them back to a small workshop in a rundown part of the city. Uh, the, the officials confirm the place is owned by the, the wizard Cogpustule, a gnome of ill repute. Cast out of the wizard guild a few months ago for displaying disgusting personal habits, unbecoming of a member of the wizard guild. Awesome. Great. Okay, so we've got a motive. This guy might, might very well be the, the murderer here. Uh, ad adventure hooks. Um, why are the characters investigating these strange deaths among the wizard guild? Roll below to find out. This is fun. Two. Uh, a debt is owed uh, to the wizard guild for lifting a curse. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Right here. Perfect. Bill. Um, let's get rid of that curse. Bill was cursed. Um, in our last uh, adventure and uh, we had to go find a way to get rid of that uh, that was gonna be my next adventure and uh, that's great it looks like we just went back to town and found uh, <laughs> some help at the wizard's guild okay but now we owe them 
So he's got this sweet little um, GM emulator on the back here. Uh, and it says, um, <clears throat> Micro GM emulator. Through this adventure, keywords, um, they're bolded. Uh, my garbage printer didn't uh, make them show up very well, but uh, keywords are used to help create your own custom solo uh, GMless game experience. Whenever you visit a location, first read the description, then select one or more keywords and roll on the what happens table for each. Interpret the combined results, keeping within the context of the adventure. Interesting. Uh, ask basic or complicated GM questions whenever you need uh, to kickstart your imagination. Okay. Um, what have we got here? The basics. Roll d6s if you need an answer to a basic GM question. Okay, what happened? Okay, how did it go? What are a lot of conditions? Okay, um, filling in the blanks. Roll d6s and combine descriptors if you need an answer to a more complex GM question. Replace, use descriptions, uh, use descriptors referencing events that came up during play. Interesting, okay, cool. Never used a GM emulator before, so this should be uh, this should be interesting. Um, the random encounters. So a random encounter occurs on a roll of uh, one on a d6. Uh, check once every three turns while in and around the workshop. So that's great. That's uh, standard basic fantasy ruling. Uh, every three turns, check for wandering monsters while in a dungeon. Um, cool. I won't even. Um, Look at those uh, monsters there. Won't look ahead. Um, okay, this is cool. Here's our GM emulator. Let's start. Okay, so we take our characters to the workshop of Cog Pustules. Uh, the corner warehouse is stacked to the ceiling with lead lined barrels, each of which is carefully labeled. Many of the bulging lids hiss as the barrels tremble occasionally. Bubbling sound echoes from the large, shadowy area to the north. Uh, dragging footprints lead to a door to the east. Is this our number one? Okay, so we're just just in this room. Door to the east. Okay. Echoes in the north. Okay, so we come in. Uh, it says each barrel uh, label consists of a subtly different code. The barrel stack could be climbed by a nimble character should the crucible in room 3 overflow the door to the east has been jammed shut by brute force. Interesting. If a disturbance occurs anywhere inside the workshop, there is a 2 in 6 chance of an ochre jelly dripping out of a container and slowly moving to attack the nearest target. Nice. Okay. Okay. So the guys, uh, they come in and they will uh, search the room, searching for uh, everybody. Will take a turn to search for secret doors or anything. <laughs> Nobody came even close. Uh, doesn't look like there are any, anyways. But that is one turn spent. Um, Consult this. Um, okay. All right, we're going to select um, some keywords here. We've got dragging footprints. It's interesting. Shadowy area to the north. Bubbling sound in my garbage printer. Uh, bulging lids. Carefully labeled and lead line barrels. Okay, so um, we're going to go up and investigate some of these um, labels. Uh, Rick, <laughs> Richard the Wizard here, intelligence of 15. Let's see if you can decipher one of them, maybe. I don't know, let's roll under 15, I guess. Um, um, it says take a keyword and roll what happens. Just throw a die for that one. Face a problem or difficulty. 
um, uh, he, he goes over and investigates and probably disturbs one of these barrels and out comes an ochre jelly, I would say. Um, <laughs> these things are, uh, are not fun to fight. And I think they would just, it's got to move the ten, it can actually move. I think they'd probably just, just kind of get away from the thing and leave it. So it looks like we've got a ochre jelly somewhere in here. Oh, it does have a move of 10, so we have to really move to keep it away from it. We might have to just stand and fight it. Let's uh, check out its uh, stats. Ochre jellies are ochre colored amorphous monsters. Can grow in diameter, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Thickness of about six inches. Can only be hit, damaged by fire or cold attacks with weapons or electricity. Lightning cause creature to divide <laughs> into 1d4 plus one smaller jellies of two hit dice. Divided the resulting blah, blah, blah. Okay. Um, yeah, we're probably in here with a torch, so. We know that. Um, well, under the intelligence there of Rick, yes. I think we'd just throw a torch at the darn thing, wouldn't we? I think that's what we would do. The thing would just keep coming at us, probably, wouldn't it? Okay, well, uh, actually, we have vials. No, we don't. We don't have any more. We use them. Don't have any vials anymore of oil. Okay, so we're gonna have to just hit this thing with torches. We'll just say that's like a a D6 maybe every round. Um and we'll just stay back, so give the torch uh to Bill and Henry. Actually everybody can light up a torch and get in there and hit this thing. This isn't going to be much of a combat, so I won't bother drawing it out, but... Okay, so we're in here. Okay, let's just, uh, let's roll initiative. See who goes first. Oh, it does. And <laughs> we get close to it, and it lashes out, um, at, uh, let's see who it attacks. Oh, Bill. Perfect. Uh, with an 11. He's got an AC of 16, so it doesn't, it doesn't hurt him. Um, Bill takes a swing at it, and uh, that's a, uh, he's got a plus two now to hit. It's an 11, AC of 12 on the thing. That's too bad. Uh, Rick misses, and then Stone hits, and Henry has got a plus one, he hits as well. So they'll each do, uh, some fire damage there. Oh my goodness, 11. That might be a bit much. Um, and then uh, they will step away, but I guess he's this monster's easily. So you have to move up. It attacks first again. It will attack um, Henry, human cleric, with a 19. That's a hit. Uh, the thing does 2d6 damage. That's brutal. He's got four hit points. Henry's dead. Henry just gets dissolved. Wow. Okay, there goes Henry. Um, these things are just brutal, aren't they? I don't understand why we can't just run away from it. Move of 10, eh? It's almost dead. Okay, Bill takes a swing at it. Hits. Uh, Rick misses. Stone. Um, hits. So we've got two hits. Five more damage. Things hurting now. Initiative. Jelly. And us. Uh, tie goes to the good guys. Uh, Bill gets a shot in there. That'll do. And Rick misses. Stone. Uh, a lot. That's only a 10 for him. So one more hit on it. By Rick the fighter. Yeah, six. And that'll send it up. Okay. Well, that's a dead ochre jelly and a dead... Dead cleric. Okay, well, let's continue on. 
Oh, that was, uh, that wasn't a, a good outcome. Adventuring, man. Dangerous stuff. I think we're going to go, okay, where do we go? Um, one, okay, we go to door two. You guys, move over. So it's been two turns now, we'll say. We investigate the, oh, well, we'll spend a, just a few seconds fighting there. They'll get to the door. A jammed door opens up. Okay, so we have to, um, have to bash that door down. This is a job for the fighter. Um, let's just check what my role is. Um, right, we need the uh, fighter. Well, anybody can try it. Since the fighter has no strength bonus, um, stuck doors can be open on a roll of a one on a d6. So let's uh, see who can do it. Bill, we'll give it a try. Nope. Rick, the magic user. Nope. And Stone, the Dwarven Thief. No, nobody can force that door open. Um, it looks like we, uh, so that would be another turn. So we're two turns into this uh, fun. Um, okay, we can't get in the door. Looks like, um, well, it looks like we're going to go back. Why don't we go back to town and recruit another cleric. We'll escape um, at the front door. We'll have to come back again later and try unsticking that door. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to roll up uh, another cleric quickly. All right, so my first roll here. <laughs> I just rolled a 17 for strength. That's uh, This, this character is uh, way better. Erase his name. I rolled. Uh, I rolled money first, and I got ten dollars more than the previous cleric. So I'm gonna go with another human cleric, uh, and uh, the same outfit: chainmail shirt, shield, mace, two holy waters, and he has the same money, so he can pull it off. Intelligence. Oh, dumb as a stump. That's a six. Great. Okay. And there's a thirteen uh, wisdom. So it qualifies to be a cleric, so that's good. Oh my, there's another six. Okay, dexterity, <laughs> six. Okay, he's gonna be taking a, a hit on his AC. There's a 12, 12 constitution. Not too shabby. And there is a 10 charisma. Wow, two sixes and a 17. Okay. Let's all the chart here. 17 gives us a plus two to strength, so that'll help shove and open that door. Uh, that'll come in handy. And the DX uh, minus one. Intelligence minus one. Dexterity. Um, so that will be <laughs> a missile, missile weapons, and his AC and his initiative. But I typically just do uh, group initiative. So his AC goes down to 15 because he's so clumsy okay and he will uh, learn cure light wounds and we'll go back in we'll go back into the cog postule uh, workshop there so we come in we killed that ochre jelly everybody's got uh, torches ready this time because we know it's gonna be some jellies in here probably and we'll go back to that door. Bill will give it a try. No. He gives it a one. He's not the strength bonus, that's too bad. Um the new the new cleric. His name is uh, Leonard. Leonard. He's gonna give it a try. Ah, he needed a one, two, or three. He failed. Rick, the magic user. Failed. Stone the dwarf tries. No. Nobody can get that. Okay, we decide to go straight to number three. Um, okay, this shadowy work hall holds hissing uh, boilers, rusty hanging pipes, and, uh, and other machinery. Boy, this is this printout. It's hard to read in this light. A massive crucible holds a bubbling pool of glowing red slime. As you enter, 
Ichab oh, as you enter, cobalt factory workers scramble to climb the pipes and activate the ceiling lever. Northeast corner. Up here somewhere, Okay, activating the lever causes the crucible to overflow and cover the entire workshop floor with red slime. Oh boy, in 3D4 turns. Kobolds uh, prefer to attack from atop the hanging pipes, throwing wrenches at any, any enemies. Kobold factory workers, 13 of them. Yikes. Uh, okay. Average hit points, too. 13 of them, eh? Wow, this is not going to be a good time, is it? Um, okay. Uh, it says you can nimbly climb back here it says nimble characters should be in the crucible room over overflow uh climbed by no <laughs> yeah okay so once it starts overflowing stone the dwarf with his high dexterity will quickly get up on some barrels and he'll start shooting um, with his bow with his short bow Leonard the clumsy cleric will not be getting up on any barrels. We've got dexterity wise elsewhere here. Ah, Rick the magic user will get up on some barrels as well. Okay, let's just use this as the uh, as the combat map maybe. Um, so there's 13 kobolds. Isn't that something, eh? That's a few. Um, does it say, okay, we have to roll, um, one of, some of these, okay, uh, machinery, yeah, okay, so we're just into combat first, okay, here's the kobolds, oh, here's us, oh, time goes to us, okay, yeah, so we'll scramble up, uh, to high ground, stone and rick. Um, Bill and Leonard. Um, well, they probably can't. Okay, they will start trying to climb the machinery. Um, and we'll see what happens. To um, pay a cost or endure hardship. Okay, so they, yeah, so they will have, um, they will spend the turn just climbing and they will take attacks from the Kobolds. Well, Bill will. And Leonard, try the same thing. Change the circumstance. Okay, so he, uh, he manages to get up. Uh, yeah, okay, change the circumstance, we'll say is that uh, they're both trying to climb up. So the Kobolds are probably up high, and probably all over here, I guess. As they pull the lever, they probably kind of stick together. Where Leonard decides to climb up, he's, he's got cover from their uh, rain of wrenches and tools. That's his change in circumstance. Bill, on the other hand, climbs up and uh, will be in, in the open. Um, so if we get to go first, so that means Rick is going to cast Sleep. That's what he's going to do. Let's see what the range is on. 90 feet. 90 feet, yeah. I can't imagine that room being much bigger than 40 feet. Uh, so he'll cast that. Uh, puts uh, several creatures of three or fewer hit dice into a magical slumber. Um, caster chooses the point of the open. Okay. Okay. And those creatures within 30 of the chosen point may be affected. Wow, yeah. Okay, looks like we've got a save versus spell. For all kobolds. Alright, so uh, we can get a radius of 30 feet, it looks like. So I'll just roll 2d6 to see how many are affected. 11. Okay, so I can get all but two. In the radius of the sleep spell, so 
That means 11 of them are rolling uh, save versus spell. I need an 18 or, or higher to save. Two down. Oh, there's one saved. Uh, one of uh, four. One of six. One of eight. <laughs> one of ten. Final one. No. Okay, so um, ten are asleep. Ten asleep. And that leaves three left to attack. Um, oh, Stone gets his uh, his arrow off. <laughs> With a two, that's terrible. Okay, and they attack. They will attack Bill, who's climbing towards them. And yep, both of them will attack Bill. Uh, that's gonna be a miss. Okay. Next round. Six for us, two for them. Bill will climb up and try and club one. Uh, what is he? He's got a spear. Oh, he's got a sling too, actually. That's alright. He likes the personal touch. <laughs> he <laughs> gets up close with his spear and attacks with a 9. AC at 13, these little guys. Um, Rick will throw a dagger. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's a hit. Uh, D4. 3 damage. Rick will kill one. And there are two left. Uh, Stone will take a shot with this arrow again. Uh, that's another miss. Two left. They will both attack Bill. Actually, let's see who they attack. Oh, uh, Leonard's up in there now, too. He'll get an attack on one. 18. Yeah, that'll do it. D8 for his mace. Uh, yeah, that clubs one. So there's one left. Uh, and it's probably the one Bill is facing. He'll attack Bill. And miss. Next round, uh, we've got a five, they've got a four. Bill will try and finish his guy. He hits with a 12 AC of 13 on the little buggers. Uh, Stone will take a shot with his bow. Oh, he finally hit something. It's a d6. One damage. Thunks him with an arrow, but he's not, uh, he's not dead. Uh, Rick will throw a dagger at him, try and finish him off. Nope, that'll miss. And Leonard will have to climb over that way. As he's climbing, what happens? Six. Gain an advantage or benefit. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe he gets there this turn. And swings. Uh, looking for 13, he misses. Okay, that means a cobalt attacks Bill again. Seven, and misses. Okay, new initiative. They go first. He goes first. Only one cobalt. Six. He misses. Bill counter strikes with a 16. That'll do it. He does d6 for the spear. Four. Kills him. Okay. There goes all the cobalts. Killed an ochre jelly. 13 cobalts. Um, we'll take our time and try and kill the sleeping ones too. That should be doable in one one hit. If you wound one, they wake up. So, we'll just uh, roll damage. Um, between, uh, yeah, we got a short sword on stone, so they'll, <laughs> actually, they all fall asleep and fall out of the, it would fall out of the pipes from above and take 1d6 damage, I suppose. Alright, let's just uh, roll that. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Uh, yeah, that's killing all, all 6 there. And 5. Uh, nope, yeah. Uh, there were 10 of them, sorry. So 4 more dice. Oh, 2 survived the fall. Okay, and they wake up. Um, and then we will, uh, let's see, initiative, no, no, they would be awake while we're still fighting, so we'll let them wake up, give them a round to shake, shake themselves awake, and then we'll say, we start initiative again, they go first, so there's two that attack, um, they will attack, oh, equal targets, attack 
like thrown stuff. So uh, let's see. First one attacks Rick, magic user. Oh, with an 18. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Uh, what kind of damage do they do? 1d4 damage. 3 damage. Rick dies. That's unfortunate. And the second one attacks. Uh, that would also be Rick. So they just pepper him with wrenches this turn for 5 damage total. Wow. Okay. There goes our magic user. And uh, Bill will try to spear one. He misses. Stone, the dwarf, thief, short sword one. That'll hit. D6, one damage. That'll finish him off. And Leonard, the human cleric, he'll um, kind of drop down, move towards one. Um, try to kill him. He can probably get there in one round. Oh, either way, he doesn't hit. Next round. Bad guys and good guys. Oh, it's okay. Remaining kobold. That was a leaning die. Misses with a four. And there's Bill's spear strike, and that will kill him. Whew. Okay. Wow, that wasn't a good time, was it? Glowing red slime is now. Um, yeah, red slime in 3d4 turns. Floor. Huh. <laughs> Okay, so everybody tries to climb up and get high, or else they're taking some brutal damage. So everybody tries to climb. Um, stone. Oh yeah, I said they all got down, and I said he used his sword. Okay, everybody tries to climb. Let's see what happens. Six. Gain advantage or benefit. Great. He gets up fine. Finds a way to move around, possibly as well. Leave the room even. Um, so Bill. Tries to climb, resolve the circumstance. Um, oh yeah, I should be rolling on the how did it go. Um, he resolves the circumstance, eh? Badly. <laughs> so he gets up and uh, he uh, will make a dick, force him to make a dexterity check or slip into the red slime. 18, he fails. Oh boy, <laughs> Bill falls into the red slime, taking um, <laughs> 2d8 plus special damage, glowing red slime, basic, <laughs> oh it's the field guide, 61, okay I better look that up, um, well 2d8, I mean, is he going to survive that? Oh okay, he falls and then the thing can attack him. I guess. He can't. He's not necessarily... It's a monster, so he's not necessarily falling into the into the slime and dying. So the stuff um, will attempt to attack him. No attack bonus. Six. Well. Okay. I better look that thing up actually now. I see. Okay. So I think I'm going to complicate this situation here. Uh, we got that spell off right away, so it looks like it's possible that the kobolds wouldn't make it to the lever in time. Um, so the ochre jelly, I don't think it would have spilled actually. I wasn't uh, keeping track of the turns of it spilling to cut cover the floor. But uh, yeah, maybe uh, they pulled the lever a bit and some spilled out, but it's not the full ochre jelly. So we can just kind of avoid that thing. It moves at 10. Um, gee. Yeah, we took a lot of those kobolds out pretty fast with that spell. I don't think they would have got that thing to spill out yet. Okay. Well, that's, uh, that's, that's kind of a game changer. That, uh, that red, glowing red slime is brutal. Okay, so safely in the room. We've killed the kobolds. Um, Rick, the uh, magic user. Um, I'm going to take a look at the death. Um, 
I should give him maybe a death save uh, chance. 11. Mm, nope, he failed. He's dead. Yep, he's dead. He can't be healed by uh, a cleric. Okay, there goes our magic user. We will press on, however. Where do we want to go next? We gotta go straight back. Okay. Alright. Heading straight. Oh, we should search. Um, okay. Yep, the guys will spend a round or a turn. Massive crucible holding bubbling liquid. see if we get anything here uh, what happens I'll uh, just search the room for changing circumstances changing circumstances eh? okay we'll say that they um, they find um, some means to uh, sort of administer some first aid to Rick. Uh, well, let's see if it's a bad change. How did it go? Three bad with some with some good. <laughs> okay. Um, condition six. Great. Okay. Uh, let's say that all that equates to um, another uh, death save chance for Rick. Eighteen. Eighteen. That does it. Okay, okay, uh, let's say he's clinging to life. He took uh, seven damage, I believe it was. We'd be at negative five. <laughs> um, they managed to find maybe, maybe some bandages or some sort of first aid type um, equipment uh, in this room from their search. And uh, he, they keep him alive, allowing Leonard to cast uh, Cure Light Wounds. Let's see what that is good for. Um, D6. Uh, I should know this. It is a D6 plus one. Uh, okay, and yeah, okay. Well, let's see if we can heal him up to zero or better. Four. That's still minus one. Okay. Um, well, let's uh, let's just house rule this. Uh, when they reduce to zero, we won't bother keeping track of negative hit points, so we'll just say that zero. And he heals four, so we'll expend the. Uh, resource the spell and put Rick the human magic user will bring him back to life Wow so far we've lost a character per room of this place okay okay that was close let's continue on we head into the um, what do we got here? Room four, I guess. Yeah, we can't get to room five until we come through. All right, so we go into four, room four here. And it says, <laughs> um, or did we get anything good for those? Oh, uh, I'll get the uh, treasure later. <laughs> Sitting high atop a pile of machinery in a lead-plated uh, control booth is an Ugly gnome covered from head to toe in angry boils. All the doors in this large room have been locked with thick chains. Cogpustule glares at you as he frantically pulls at the levers in his booth. Punishing the wizard guild isn't enough. I'll drown the entire city in slime. Now face my slime extractor 1000, he says. Suddenly, a mechanical arms whip out from beneath the machinery and fire spring-loaded syringes dripping with green slime at you. That's intense. Okay, so Cog Postule is quite insane and uses his invention to attack enemies. Each round, there's a 1 in 8 chance the slime extractor 1000 overloads and causes an explosion as per fireball. Each round, 
brutal. Uh, okay, gnome uh, is a no magic user, level 6, okay. Okay, so, uh, this is boss fight. Yeah, yeah. Alright, the gnome extractor. Hey, let's look at this here, picture. Um, like some arms maybe here and here and... all right well let's just uh, get uh, creative here um, so here's this control booth put the bad guy right in there okay <laughs> on top of some machinery and uh, okay so we'll say the room is like uh, so he's yeah so the room is something like this takes up. Okay, it's got these arms. Okay, there's the... Let's <laughs> um, say that he's to here. Well, he can shoot anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't uh, seem to matter what its reach is. Um, uh, attacks enemies. Spring-loaded syringes, yeah, lovely. Those will do uh, 1d8 damage plus green slime. Or by spell if he casts, all right? And his attack, as a level six wizard, that would be plus three. Level six, plus three, yeah. Okay. Alright, let's come in and check this out. Um, Alright guys, we'll come in. Bill and Leonard in the front. Okay, and well, I guess we have to come in first, so we step into the room, we get the speech, we get the monologue. six. We go first, okay. Alright, Bill, he's got a move of 20. Um, one, two, three, four. He can get there. Uh, okay. And Leonard, he's got a move of 20 as well. One, two, three, four. Okay, um, a couple rounds from getting up, trying to climb up in there, I guess. These two move up, both move up and over, um, and they don't want to get too close, I guess. Um, uses bow. He's gonna cast Charm Person. Charm person on a sixth level magic wizard. What are the chances that that would work? Uh, Say versus spell level six is a 13 or better. Um, and does he have any special saves? So he uh, he's not gonna stop fighting. Okay, he's got 18 hit points. Okay, he's got a save of 13. Cast it at him. 12. He fails. You step in the room and cast charm person on him. Oh, that's gotta help. Um, let's just read the description of that. The spell functions like charm person, except that the effect is not restricted. Oh, I'm looking at charm monster. The spell makes a, any makes a humanoid creature of four hit dice or less. Yes, regard the caster as trusted friend. Okay, so it won't it won't work on a six hit die creature. So he won't uh, bother trying to cast that. He would know that. He'll throw a dagger. <laughs> Three. That's a miss. 
Uh, fire and arrow from stone. Seven. That's a miss. Well, in the slime extractor, he has AC 16. Nice. And he's got 18 hit points. Okay. Okay. So he's up in there. We'll say it's, yeah, take a round for these guys to get to him again. Um, out of the way. So, um, uh, yeah, my guys can't, uh, can't do anything to him this turn. My front fighters. Here comes an attack. Okay, first of all, let's see if the thing, uh, well, okay, gets an attack off. Plus three, so it'll attack these two who are advancing. They look menacing. Um, is that just one attack? Looks like number uh, two syringes or a spell. I'll shoot two syringes, one at each of these guys. You missed, Bill. Um, that's a plus three, so that'd be a 14. No, that's not enough to get letter. It's a 15 to get hit. Wow. Okay. Now these guys. Guy, good guy. Good guys go first. Um, they face a problem getting into this control room. I'm gonna roll on the GM emulator here. Um, uh, let's see. They're gonna try. Going to try to. Okay, we'll see how does it how does it go for each of them. He's trying to climb one disastrously bad um, condition. Is terrible. Okay, so he moves and falls onto his back and loses his entire turn this turn and it's disastrous we'll take a minus uh take a minus two to ac because he's laying down uh, leonard will try to get through the sh machinery and climb up there six spectacularly good um okay so things go well for him he'll get up in there and get an attack this turn oh sorry this guy fell on his back He's able to get up in here, in the control booth, and get an attack off. Uh, spectacularly good. He maybe gets a bonus to hit even. I'll give him a plus two to hit because he got in behind him. Oh, <laughs> a natural one. Okay. Um, yeah, so he uh, will fail. Fail horribly. Make a dexterity check to hold on to his weapon or he'll drop it. He's got a terrible dexterity. No, he fails. Um, that's funny. He drops his mace. Okay. Um, he can fire an arrow. He can throw a dagger. He's only got one dagger left. Fired arrow, missed. A dagger. Um, that's a plus one to hit. No, I'm not going to do it. So he's out of daggers, and he is now... Magic user is now useless. How many arrows we got left? 20? Yeah, 20, so... Yeah, we still got lots of arrows for Stone the Thief. Okay, it's the bad guys. Oh, let's roll to see if the invention, if this machine explodes. I rolled an 8. We're fine. Uh, I got to roll 1 on the 8. Okay. Um, Cog Postule. This guy is in his grill. He's going to cast... Yeah, Leonard is up in his grill. He's going to cast a spell on this turn. Uh, what does he have? He has Invisibility, Web, Fireball, Hold Person. Magic Missile, Hold Person looks like a good one. He'll cast Hold Person on him. Um, to get him to just stay still. Um, Leonard, the Cleric, human, trying to save versus spell. He needs a 14 or better. He rolls a 6. He is held. Alright, let's see how long he is held for. 2d8 turns. Spell will render any living human um, paralyzed. Targets of the spell are aware and breathe normally but cannot take action, including speech. A successful save versus spell will negate. The spell may be cast at a single person who makes his or her save at minus two or at a group, in which case 1d4 of the creatures. Um, Affected a winged creature, okay. Uh, <laughs> cast out a single person who makes one of a group, yeah. No, he has to cast it. Um, 
at Leonard since he's right up on him. And let's go to the sixth level magic user. So this is uh, level three. Um, he can cast that spell more than once, I suspect. Um, level six. Yeah, he can cast that twice. 2d8 turns. Six. Eight. 14 turns. He's out. I think that's probably safe to say. That's the rest of the combat. The thing will explode before. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, yeah, he's going to be in it for the explosion, too. Okay, uh, next turn. Good guys. Bad guy. Bad guy goes first. He's going to. Um, he's paralyzed, so he's going to uh, open the door and kick him out on his back. His mace still in there. That's his turn. Um, uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, Leonard is on his back. Now Bill um, spends his turn getting up because he was disastrous on his last attempt. Cannot do anything. Oh boy. Stone the thief. The dwarven thief will fight an arrow. Five. No good. We've done no, no damage to this guy. And he has uh, messed us up good. Next turn, blue is the good guy, black is the bad guy. Bad guy goes first again, he'll fire two syringes. Uh, both at him. With that. Comes an attack. Six, not good enough. And 17. That'll do it. Uh, so that's a syringe. Oh, and explosion last turn? No. Syringe is a giant syringe. Let's see, 1d8 damage, 5 damage, it's down to 3 hit points, Bill is taking the, taking the beating there, and a special uh, green slime, okay, so what happens from the green slime, uh, clings, oh dear, Green slime cannot grow instantly. Okay. On the first round of contact, the slime can be scraped off a creature. But after that, it must be frozen, burn oh boy, or cut away. The cure disease spell will destroy a patch of green slime. It does not uh, harm stone or enchanted metal, but can dissolve normal metal or enchanted wood in a turn. Huh. Can dissolve normal metal or enchanted wood in a turn and normal wood in 2d4 rounds. Wow, okay. If not destroyed or scraped off within, the victim will completely transform into green slime. Oh boy. Uh, such a cute creature cannot be retrieved by any magic short of a wish. Okay. He's got six rounds. If not destroyed or scraped off within. Okay, so on the first round of contact, slime can be scraped off a creature. Uh, destroying the scraping device. Okay. <laughs> He's going to spend his turn um, scraping that uh, syringed slime off himself. Uh, what's he going to use to do that, you ask? Um, well, he's probably got some torches. He'll grab a torch out and just try and scrape it off. Okay. Sucks to be Bill. He's busy right now. Leonard. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's one turn down. 14. 14, 1. Uh, cool. Okay. Comes another arrow from our thief. 3. He's just useless. Oh boy. Rick the human. Okay, he's gonna move up. And, um, no, he's not. He doesn't have a sling. He doesn't have anything. Um, okay. He's just going to, um, back away into the corner. Okay, new initiative. Oh, we'll roll for uh, self-destruct. Seven, nothing. Initiative, bad guy, good guys. Good guys go first. Okay, Bill can finally act. He's going to attempt to climb this time. See what happens this time. How does it go? Five, good, it goes good, okay. He gets up there, he'll let him move, let him move normally gets up into the control room and gets a attack. 
12 plus 2. 14, that's not good enough to hit him. He needs a 16 to hit. Okay. Um, I think Cog Postule will cast... Oh, he can shoot an arrow. Miss. Well, our heroes are not doing well today. Cog Postule will cast Magic Missile at Bill, who's right, uh, right in his face. This is not going to be good for Bill, who has three hit points. And the worst saver to spell in the group. Um, spell causes magic missile, energy, uh, strike the target, must be at least partially visible. 1d6 plus 1 point of damage, missile strikes unerringly. <laughs> Specific parts of a creature can't be singled out for every three caster levels beyond one. Okay. Okay, it does not miss. It does 1d6 plus 1 damage. Is there no save? Um, yeah. There's no save. 1d6 plus 1. 3, 4 damage. That kills Bill. Kills down to, uh, Bill's down to minus 3. Or minus 1, sorry. Okay, Bill's down and out. Not looking good for our friends here. Um, okay, it's our turn. Hmm. Rick, he looks at this thing and studies it. Can he disable the machine? That's a D6. Uh, looking for a yes, no on the GM emulator. Yes, and. But a yes and. Yes and he sees how to do it. If it's down here on the side, he'll move that way. One, two, three. Oh wow, he's got 40 movement. So that's 15, uh, 20, 25. So he can get up there. Yes and. Um, what happened? We'll roll on the one hand. Um, resolves circumstance. Okay. He figures out a way to stop the machine stop the arms from shooting. Say he does that this turn. He needs an intelligence, under intelligence to figure that out. Intelligence of uh, 15, so he makes that. Okay, he disables the machine. That's interesting. Okay. And uh, Stone Thief will take a shot. Wow, with his bow. Rolls a four. Oh man, this is not good. Okay, we've got a paralyzed cleric. That's another round. I think that's another two rounds. Um, will the thing explode? That's a cocked die there. Seven. Nope. Okay, next turn. Bad guy. Initial one. Good guy's six. Okay, good guys go. Bill. Uh, he'll have to roll. Save versus death. Needs 11 or higher. One. Dead. Can't be revived. <laughs> it's alright. He was covered in green slime. Oh wait, no, he had fixed that. Okay, so we go first. Magic user. Okay, he's gonna get up in there. Oh darn, he can't. He can't do that. He'll die for sure. Okay. Stone takes a shot with his arrows. 13. That's a 14. Nope, not good enough. 16. Um Okay. Um, what can the magic user do? Okay, he's gonna try and find a way to get this thing to self-destruct. And sabotage it. He'll check. Is there a way to do that? Four. Yes, but. Okay. He can. Uh, he can. He can. He can sabotage it and not make it explode, but he can uh, increase the likelihood of it exploding. So he does that this turn. I'll, uh, if, if he can make an intelligence roll next turn, I'll allow the 1d8 destruction check, explosion check, to be on 1 or 2. Um, and giving them a save. Well, I guess it'll give a save anyways. Fireball effect. 
Okay, bad guy's turn. He will cast... Boy, magic missile at the archer. Six, five, kills him. Oh, no, he's got six hit points. Puts him down, no, yeah, that's uh, plus one. Puts him down to zero. Magic missiles, brutal, man. Just brutal. For reals, there's no save against that? Am I reading that right? That was one of those uh, debated things. Some people say it should be 1d4 if it never misses. But if you're going to do the 1d6, then uh, you get a save, or you have to roll to hit. Let's just uh, take a look here. Let's see if I misread anything. It's, it strikes its target, which must at least partially visible. It strikes unerringly. Specific parts will be drawn. Okay, I'm gonna give a save versus spell. Yeah, because it's legit. He's got uh, addition fourth level, two at fourth level. So yeah, he fires two magic missiles. Stone the thief tries to save, fails. He takes two. Yeah, so that's another three damage. He's dead. Stone the dwarf is done. Very done. He'll make a uh, death save. Death. He does it. Oh, he's just unconscious. Okay. <laughs> well, he's unconscious for this turn. He'll die next turn, probably. Okay. Rick, he's in. He's in for this. Wait, no. He's going to have to. <laughs> he doesn't have a chance. He's got his friend here. Um, oh, that was the bad guy's turn. End of the turn. Roll. Okay. Um, this turn. New turn. Good guys are in blue. They go first. Okay. Make an intelligence roll to sabotage. Yes. Okay, so it is now going to explode on a 2. A 1 or 2 on a d8. That's what he does. Um, that's what uh, yeah, Rick the magic user did for his turn. Leonard the cleric. Four turns into his 14 of hold person. Cog postule. Um, I don't see why he just wouldn't... Uh, Magic Missile, Leonard, um, er, sorry, uh, Rick the Magic User, uh, he's got invisibility, excuse me, whole person, yeah, Ring of Slime, uh, yeah, how many Magic Missiles can he cast as a 6th level, like, 4 a day? First level spells. Yeah, so he can cast one more. Which he will do. Um, okay, Rick, the magic user, will try to save versus spell. 13. He needed a 14. That's unfortunate for him. Uh, do you get a bonus? For being uh, for intelligence? Uh, yes, I, uh, I would house rule. I would have sort of that saving versus a spell. He could perhaps use your... Oh, well. Now, we'll stick to the rules. He fails. He fails by one. He takes the 2d6 plus one. Yeah. And, uh, and Rick, the human magic user, uh, goes down at... Uh, what would that be? That'd be 10 damage to his two hit points. So he goes to negative eight. And he fails his death save, so he is down and out. Okay, the only one uh, still alive, conscious anyways, is uh, Leonard, the human cleric, laying on his back. He'll roll d8 to see if the thing self-destructs, and it does not. Okay. Um, I think at this point, um, Cog Postule will uh, pretty much just get out of the control, <laughs> control room and uh, kill all these guys uh, easily. Well, TPK. Look at that. We killed uh, Bill the Human Fighter. Dead. Rick the Human Magic User. Dead. Stone the Dwarven Thief. Yeah, he's done for. And Leonard the Human Cleric put up a valiant fight, but he was paralyzed and finished by the terrible evil Cog Postual.
Well, we'll have to get new heroes to try that out. Try coming back and avenging. All right, I won't read ahead. Um, because we didn't, uh, we didn't get to the next room. Well, all right. Thanks for the uh, cool uh, adventure, John Dice. <laughs>